You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Hello, everybody, and we're welcome to Recovering the Whole of You. My name is Dr. Kitty Adley, recovery expert and physical therapist from Handling Your Health Wellness and Rehab in the Bahamas and Bahamas and beyond. And tonight, I am so happy to have a friend and colleague of mine, Dr. Michael Chua, with us. And he is here to talk to us about dementia. We're talking all things dementia. And... Um, this man, I mean, he just personifies what it means to be a caregiver with dealing with people with dementia. I love your tagline. I help dementia caregivers bring out the best in them by offering my books, lives, and online courses. How cool is that? And we get to share time with him tonight. So welcome, Dr. Mike Chua. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, again, thank you very much again, Kitty, for uh, that awesome introduction. I really appreciate you. Well, first of all, uh, my name is uh, Mike Chua. I'm a physical therapist and a certified dementia practitioner. And like what Kitty said, you know, I help bring out the best in our dementia caregivers by offering my books, my eBooks, and live and online courses. And uh, that's my passion. That's my niche. And I try to to do that uh, on top of my regular job. So thank you, Kitty, for having me. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming. And what is your regular job, Dr. Mike? Oh, I do, we do home health. We do home health contracting for different agencies, and uh, we provide uh, uh, home health uh, therapy, uh, you know, bring out the best in the clients. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. And where are you based? I, oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> so just so the people know, it's kind of weird because uh, Kitty and I already did that recording earlier. <laughs> we forgot to click record. So this is like a second roundabout. So, so, early, so uh, I'm based here in Martin, Tennessee uh, in, in the U.S. So thank you for asking that. We forgot to ask that earlier. How we about did. you, Kitty? Where are you based at? I'm based in Nassau, Bahamas, but because we're on the World Wide Web, we can be wherever you need us to be with the right click, right? And this is what's so good about this tonight. The reason why I really asked Dr. Mike to come on, because one of my Facebook groups, there was a call put out for a support group for caregivers dealing with people with dementia. And um, I knew about Dr. Mike and the work that he's doing. And I was just like, he would be a fantastic person to speak to us on that. Now, support groups are in the making. And we want to make sure that when you put together a support group that you have credible, certified people here that are going to help you build the program that's going to cater and meet all of your needs. And I think Dr. Mike will be one of those stakeholders that we'll have in our groups to make sure that we get the best that we need for ourselves as caregivers, not just medical professionals, but what we call our lay people, the, the husbands, the wives, the daughters, the mothers of, of people serving um, patients with dementia. And so this is why we have Dr. Mike on and he has so many good nuggets to share. So let's jump right into it. What is dementia, Dr. Mike? Well, first of all, uh, again, thank you for having me. So one thing that we need to learn is to remove that correlation between Alzheimer's and dementia. Dementia is basically that symptoms it's the symptom. It's a collection of different disease. So dementia is the, like an umbrella. It's like an umbrella there. And underneath that umbrella, 
are different diseases like the Alzheimer's, the Parkinson's dementia, the vascular dementia with what you call the mini strokes. You got the Crutchfield dementia. You got all these different types of dementia under it. So dementia is actually the symptom itself that manifests through those uh, different diseases. So. Okay. All right. And we're seeing a rise of it now in our populations for many different reasons. Um, people are talking about toxins in the food, the actual diet itself, exposure to different um, disease processes, because I've heard that Alzheimer's has been referred to at times as diabetes type 3. Um, so in your experience, have you noticed an increase in dementia or those dementia-related diseases? That is a great question, Katie. Well, obviously, people nowadays are getting older and older. You know, people are living longer and longer, and we got all this uh, cognitive issues going on. So, yes, we will have a spike of increase of Alzheimer's and dementia patients. And um, one of the reasons why people are getting are living longer is because we've got all this new medication uh, that makes us live to live longer. And so great the challenge. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The and challenge here is to, is to, I mean, it, it's going to be there. Dementia and Alzheimer's or that cognitive issue is going to be there. It's uh, unfortunately, it is a terminal disease. And the only thing that we can do right now is actually learn how to adapt uh, as a caregiver. You know, how do we adapt ourselves? Because right now there is no cure. Until there is no cure, there is care. So we have to learn how to care for these patients that we have right now. Okay. And what causes dementia? Right. That is awesome. That's also a great question. First, first cause is what you call idiopathic. What is idiopathic? Idiopathic means you don't know the root cause. Under the dementia, you've got different types of dementia, like the Alzheimer's. So let's talk about Alzheimer's first. So mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, when, when uh, it's basically a shrinking of that brain. So you just imagine you've got a sponge that is wet, and then you, you put it out. You know, remember, the brain floats on water. It's called the CSF or the cerebrospinal fluid. Right. Imagine you take out that brain and you put it and lay it out here, and it's going to shrink like that sponge. Same thing with the brain. That brain is shrinking, you know, not, I mean, different parts of the brain is shrinking. And uh, we talked about it earlier, you know, the different causes of, uh, or, or just like a muscle, you know, just like a muscle. So let's go back to that story. <laughs> Kitty. So this is a muscle, right? This is called the skeletal muscle. This is take two, right? This is the skeletal muscle, all right? Uh, when, when you go to the hospital for a good two to three days, two to three days, you automatically lose 85% of your muscle strength. So this is the skeletal muscle. Your heart, it's a muscle. It's called the cardiac smooth muscle, right? Your lungs, they're called uh, a pulmonary muscle. They get weak. What happens when your heart gets weak? You get pneumonia, bronchitis, or whatever. So they get weak too. Same thing with the brain. You know, same thing with the brain. When you take a picture of it, you know, when you take a picture of it, it's called the white and then the gray matter. Why white and gray? Because the, the spinal cord looks white. The, the gray, the, the gray, the brain looks gray. You know, that's why there's a show called Grace Anatomy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because they, they look like gray matter. So that gray matter, it's a brain, right? And it gets weak too. You know, it gets weak. So you've got this, what you call the, the five stages of cognitive decline. 
It's under the ruling of uh, what you call Kubler-Ross. Kubler-Ross stages of grief, and you correlate that too with the with the with the decline of your brain. So, what's the first stage? The first stage is what you call the denial stage. Why denial? Because some people, the, the word denial is actually a, ri a, a river in Egypt, but actually it's not. <laughs> it's actually a stage of dementia. You know, it's called the anosognosia. Anosognosia, uh, you spell that, Kitty. I don't know how to spell it. I'll put it the in the comments. <laughs> okay. Anosognosia means lack of awareness. Okay, it means lack of awareness. When you have lack of awareness, they deny that, that the things that they cannot do. You know, so for example, uh, they will pretend and attempt to do what they used to do before when in fact they can't do it anymore. Just like standing or walking or driving. Okay, so next stage will be the anger stage. Why anger? Because they cannot express themselves anymore. Why anger? Because they cannot do what they used to do before. And uh, we talked about this earlier, Kitty. When I got sick last year, I didn't want to talk to my girls. I just want to talk to my, uh, to my wife who speaks my native language, which is Tagalog, the Filipino language. So in relation to that, uh, you will always want to ask them questions that are answerable by yes or no. You don't want to ask them questions that are open-ended questions. Why? Because when you say, uh, uh, when you say a, uh, a close-ended question, like an answerable by yes or no, you at least get a 50-50% uh, correct answer. But if you ask them open-ended question, guess what? They're going to process that information in their brain and they're going to have, you know, it takes them 90 seconds to process that. And once they cannot process that within that time frame, they get confused, they get agitated, and that's where that anger stage comes in. All right? Next stage will be the bargaining stage. The bargain with you, bargain with family member, bargain with priest or God, or any higher being. Okay, and then the what's the next stage? Uh, remember that. Um, remind the me. depression stage. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The next stage will be the depression stage. So you will see a lot of those patients who are depressed. You know, they will be depressed. So speaking of that depression, you have the three things, three things in order for the patient to move on to the next stage. So what's the first thing that the patient needs to do when your patient is depressed? First is you need to have medication. Uh, why medication? Because your body has all this, uh, uh, what you call this hormones that you need to release, like the, the dopamine receptors, the oxytocin, the serotonin, the endorphins that needs to be released. So you need those uh, medication to control those releasing hormones. So the next would be what you call the coaching and counseling. You need the, you know, you need coaching and counseling in order for that patient to move on forward. And then next will be the therapeutic activities. You know, they need to move. They need to, to move around. They're, they're, you know, when you're not, I mean, I told this earlier, if, if I, I haven't been exercising for two days and I feel so bad, because motion, the lotion to your joints. If you don't move it, you're going to get weak. You lose it. Mm -hmm. You lose it. Now, we always say this. Seven weeks without exercise makes one week. So, <laughs> Thank you for that question. It's too long of an answer, Katie. Stop asking me open-ended question. Okay. So we've, we've decided that this person has dementia, right? What, what do we do now? 
what where do we go from here so the person's okay, so, on medication right mm -hmm. where do we so, go so uh now that we've decided that the patient has dementia the first thing that we need to do is learn how to change ourselves we have to learn how to adjust and change to that situation so if that patient says it's 1969 and you keep on telling that it's 2019, they're just going to get confused. Let it be 1969. <laughs> We're going into their world, not to our world. So we go and adapt to their, to their environment. So, uh, you know, if you are a caregiver right now, and you're watching, you're a nurse, you're a therapist, you're a caregiver taking care of a, a patient 24-7, you have to learn how to adapt to it. You know, gone are the days of reality orientation. There's what you, you know, we, we, you know, we try to tell the patient, oh, today is 2019, 2019, 2019. You cannot do that now with your dementia patient. They think that uh, uh, it's, it's 1967, 1968. Let it be 1968 because uh, we have to live in their world. Right. <laughs> Right. All right. So, I mean, so that's one of the things that, that happens, that they lose a sense of time and space. What other signs and symptoms um, would you recognize in a person that has dementia? What other things are we looking for? If, if somebody so is listening to this and the person has not been diagnosed, because I think a lot, we, we don't, there, there needs to be more awareness of signs and symptoms because as we age, is it just that I'm being forgetful? What other signs and symptoms can we look for? First is the, we talked about it earlier, the, 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 the denial. If they are denying things, mm -hmm. they need to, you know, they are uh, lacking awareness. Like what I said earlier, it's called the anosognosia. Mm -hmm. They are lacking awareness on their, on their medical condition. They're denying things. Second is the anger. You know, uh, they're very angry with you because they cannot express themselves or angry because they're, try they're, they're forgetting stuff. You know, I mean, in my case as a man, if I forget stuff and my wife keeps on telling me I'm forgetting stuff, I become very defensive. What more for that uh, patient who has dementia? Mm -hmm. And those are the symptoms that uh, we talked about earlier. And, you know, the bargaining stage, the depression stage, and then the acceptance stage. Those, those five stages that we, that we talked about, the reason why we want to talk about it, mm -hmm. because if you see those patients and they jump back and forth on those different stages, there could be an underlying reason. If, a, if there's a true dementia, they, they are staying on that stage. They will stay on that stage. But if there is jumping back and forth, there could be an underlying reason. It could be UTI. It could be pneumonia. It could be dehydration. It could be a stroke, you know, a TIA or, or transient ischemic attacks. So there are a lot of reasons. So if you are a caregiver right now and you see all those different stages, jumping back and forth, you need to go to a doctor. You need to go to a nurse, you know, reach out to Kitty. She's the uh, recovery therapist and she can bring out the best in your patients. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for that. Um, now, you do fantastic work in terms of education and awareness. And I'd like for you to speak about the courses that you offer in terms of educating and credentialing people, certifying people to become experts in this area, um, dealing with this population. Can you go into that a bit more? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for asking that, Kitty. And uh, 
we 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 run the course the alzheimer's disease and dementia care seminar it is the required course to be a certified dementia practitioner through the national council of certified dementia practitioner so it's basically a course that we teach it's a two-day course and uh, basically we teach what is alzheimer's what is dementia uh what are the root costs you know how do you redirect your patient you know different stuff like that that uh uh, it's a it's a basic certification course, and then nurses can attend it, social worker, uh, therapist like us can attend it, and also lay people. That way, they could interact with uh, with uh, different uh, therapists. The reason why we're also promoting it to uh, to lay people is that inside that class, you know, you get to meet therapists too, who are wanting to learn more about dementia, mm-hmm. and you get to interact and network with other therapists, other nurses. Uh, that wants to learn more and then you can eventually ask them hey what's going on with my mom what's going on with uh, my dad and I cannot do this alone you know we need other people other therapists like you who can do this and spread out the awareness about dementia good good and so maybe well not maybe we're probably going to have you come and do a course in the Bahamas now our platform is not just the Bahamas it's worldwide and we want people to understand that this information is for you and I'm sure Mike are we willing to travel have passport willing to travel is that it right (laughs) yeah Uh, I mean this 24 August 24 and 25 I'll be teaching the Alzheimer's disease and dementia care seminar online okay live online for the U.S. audience uh, 31st and 1st, it's going to be in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. It's also live online. And uh, there are, last year I was traveling all over uh, different states to do it. But uh, the goal here is to educate more people and certify more people and to be able to do this because I cannot do this myself. We, you know, we need more people who can share the good news of hope like what I said earlier, until there's a cure, there's a care. We need to learn how to take care of our patient and how to bring out the best in them. You know, are we showing them uh, verbal and nonverbal signs? Are we providing, uh, you know, are we kneeling down and talking to them on their on your patient's eye level? Are we touching them in the in the, in their nose in in their uh, personal, personal space? space? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important. I think one of the greatest um, complaints, one of the most popular complaints I get is how do I manage my my family, my father, my mother, when they become agitated and combative? And you talked about personal space. So just tell us a little bit about more of the personal space and the touch that somebody that's listening in right now can get some nugget that they can go and apply um, to their loved one right after they're finished listening to this podcast. You know what, speaking of personal space, one, one thing that we do with our clients or patient is we do this. Hello, Mrs. Smith, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And we do that all the time. We go close to their, fur, to their face and we, I, don't even, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't want my wife and kids to do that to me too. So remember the personal space is actually your one, one, one hand like this. That's my personal space here. If you, you know, if you go close to me and then I didn't give you go ahead, I'm going to be combative to you. Mm-hmm. You know, what else? You know, your facial expression as a caregiver. If I come in with like this, hey, Mrs. Smith, let's go ahead and stand up. Do you think I'll be, I'll, you'll be receptive? No. You, you come in with, 
hey, Mrs. Smith, how are you? You come in with that, you know. Your tone of voice, you know, what kind of tone are you are you are you portraying? Are you toning? Are you giving a, a authoritative tone, or are you coming in as a very jolly and happy person tone? You know, your hand gest gest gestures. It's very important because you know verbal and nonverbal signs is very important because you know Kitty already mentioned earlier if she has a patient who doesn't speak English and she's having a hard time. So your verbal and nonverbal is very important. So what are the nonverbal? We talked about it already. Your eyes, your hand gestures. Are you doing big movements? Are you doing small movements? Are you putting your hands across your waist like this? Are you, are you doing this? I mean, just this thing here is very intimidating to your patients. And some cultures, they don't want this. Some cultures, they don't want this. Right. And I mean, U.S. Bahamas, we have all this different cultures now and it's just a melting pot you know and you have to learn and know who and what your patient needs and wants so identifying what your patient really needs and we talked about it earlier kitty that, uh, only the actual caregiver the loved ones can actually identify what is really appropriate to that person because i can give all the tips kitty can give all the tips but if you don't know what's really going on with that patient not going to do you good. Why? Because like what I mentioned earlier, we have this patient who we thought was wanting to go out the facility. But apparently, he just wanted to, she, want, she just wanted to go to that door and open it and check if her husband is coming home or not. Simple as that. She didn't want to go out. But we put a plan of care. Okay, we'll take the patient to go to that door and just open it and then check, okay, my husband's not home yet. Boom. And then come back. Simple as that. You have to know if that patient is, you know, you have to have a personalized plan of care. Thank you for that question, Kitty. Great. I'm talking too much. No, you're talking just enough. And I, you know, we can't cover everything in this call. And I know I have to let you go back to your wonderful family. But you have some great tools. Tell us about the book that you have online that people can download and get the information, more information about this on. Thank you for reminding that, Kitty. Mm -hmm. If you want to know more about dementia, the book is free to download. It's on my website, drmikechua.com, D-R-M-I-K-E-C-H-U-A.com. It's free, but if you decide to print it out and give it to a family member, don't print it out because it's like 80 or 90 pages. It's going to cost you more. So what I would recommend is buy it at Amazon. It's just like $3. I told this to Kitty earlier, I'm only earning a cent or two because it's just the print cost through the publisher. So uh, go download it for free. If you read it in your tablet or in your phone, that's good. But if you actually want to read the actual uh, paper copy, uh, you can buy it at Amazon, amazon.com. Um, it's like, like what I said, it's like $3. And um, yeah, thank you very much, Kitty, for, for having me in your show. Awesome. So as we wrap up, Anything we didn't cover that you want to share? Anything that we should mention and focus on? One thing I always tell, okay? One thing I always tell, you cannot give what you do not have. Us therapists, we come, after an eight-hour day at the office, we come home and we rest and relax. Nurses, my wife is a nurse. After her 12-hour shift, she comes home and relax. If you are a caregiver right now, Taking care of your loved ones 24-7, you have to take care of yourself. You cannot give what you do not have. 
like money. I cannot give to my to my daughters or kids money if I don't have enough money myself. Same thing with caregiving. That's why it's called caregiving. You're giving care to your loved ones. If you cannot take care of yourself, you cannot take care of somebody else. Just like uh, you know, in the airplane, you know, when that they always explain to you when that the oxygen mask comes down. You have to put that auction first to yourself before you could help somebody beside you. Same thing with caregiving. If you are taking care of your loved one right now, you got to take care of yourself. If you need help, go to your doctor or best, go to Kitty. She's a recovery therapist. Excuse me. She's a recovery therapist. She can take care of you physically, uh, recovery or whatever. She will take care of you, both you and your loved ones. Again, thank you very much, Kitty. I appreciate you for having me in your show. Thank you so much for coming on. Just give us your contact information one more time. We are going to put it in the comments below, but we want to make sure that we have it on audio. So go ahead. Where can Again, we find you? You can check out my website, drmikechua.com. And also you can email me at mike at drmikechua.com. Thank you, Kitty. Appreciate you and have a good night. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Thank you to our listening audience. We hope that we've enlightened you. We've created a bit more awareness on dementia and Alzheimer's and the many facets of it. You know now that you have a fantastic resource in Dr. Mike Chua. I am available however I can help. I will be doing his certification course because there is a need for it. Um, especially in, in the Bahamas. And as we build our, our support group, we need to know that we have the skills and the training. And I'm definitely signing on for that. And I encourage anybody else listening, if you're in the Bahamas or even in any of the other countries, to sign on for this, especially if you don't have um, the resources available wherever you are in the world. So again, Dr. Kitty Adley, recovery expert and physical therapist from Handling Your Health, Wellness and Rehab in the beautiful Nassau, Bahamas, but also beyond. Enjoy your day. And until next time, take care of yourself. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.